We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. No, it's not Friday, but we still decided to go live. Keith, does, does this necessitate a, a, no. a Friday yell? Just just Fridays, right? Yeah, just Fridays, because if we do it today, it, it it just loses its specialness on Fridays. So, so we're, we're, we're going to save that for Friday. Yeah, you don't get the alliteration of front office Friday on no. front office what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't, yeah. At this point, I don't know. That's, that's the problem. That's point. right. I, I, I can understand your confusion because you're confused because there's this thing after the 82 regular season games, Trevor, there's still more games to play, yeah. including the playoffs. I know the Lakers haven't been there in many, many, many years. And you're confused by this whole it's thing one year. of basketball still going on, but they're back. Welcome back to the playoffs, Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back. They punched their ticket. <laughs> with force, with determination last night, with domination against the Wolves. No, we saw none of those things. They they uh, they fell into the end zone, essentially, um, to wind up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was – I guess let, let's just start there because we're going to break down the different playoff matchups today. If you're joining us live over on the YouTube channel, welcome in, of course. But um, we're going to break down the different playoff matchups. The Lakers beat the Wolves last night to secure the seventh seed in the Western Conference, which means they'll take on – Memphis Grizzlies, Keith, that was one of the most ridiculous basketball games I've seen. It, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. Let's say that the score for the fourth quarter was 19 to 12. And three of those 12 points for the Wolves came on three free throws with 0.1 seconds left. Because of course, Anthony Davis fouled Mike Conley while they were up three on a three point shot that, I mean, I think I just I think you texted me. Congrats on getting back into the playoffs, and I just said, "What a stupid game!" <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah, at like one something in the morning, my yes. time, when I was just like, all I wanted to do was go to bed, and it was like, nope, this is gonna keep going. Because yeah, it was one of those ones where if you didn't know better, you'd think both of those teams absolutely were full of fear for the Memphis Grizzlies, and like we don't want to play them. <laughs> like you know, we, we we can't just openly tank this game, but like, you know, it's that. So yeah, it's just weird, man. It was, it was, it was just not a well-played game no. at all. You know, now you win games like that in the playoffs and you kind of say, Hey, we, we took it. Right. You, kinda, you know, take, take what you can get uh, in the postseason. So yeah, I think it was a, you know, in the end, you know, any, any postseason win is a good win. So, so you take it and you go, and it doesn't really matter how you win them. They all count the same, uh, you know, especially in the playoffs. So I I just – I don't know that I 
if I'm the Grizzlies that like, I'm like, Oh man, you know, like what, what are we going to do with either one of these teams watching that game? I think if anything, they're probably the ones who come out of there feeling a lot more confident uh, than, than anybody else does. But, you know, I mean, LeBron made all the plays down the stretch that you needed him to make that, that kick out past the Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. We both, know we, we've been doing this long enough and watching long enough to remember when he would have got yelled at for that. Right, because the stars have to shoot that last shot and all that other, you know, ridiculous thing over making the right play. But yeah, they made made enough plays, and now we're obviously into the point of the uh, the, the playoffs where everybody has decided the schedule makers are. I, I think you know, going us off the Twitter discourse, the Lakers play I think on Sunday, and then don't play again till sometime in May, and then yeah. Game Three is in like October, and you know, plenty of rest time. When in reality. They don't really have all that much more time off than about uh, three other series. Like it's yeah. just that's how it goes in the playoffs. I don't know that why uh, this seems like everybody's just going so crazy. It's it's one extra day essentially instead of because in the playoffs you don't play back to back, but there's typically <laughs> one day between games unless you're traveling. Then it's two. The Lakers get three games or three two days, I guess, between uh, their first game and their second game, and then between game two and three, which is travel also. You get mm-hmm. two days there, so I mean they'll take it. I like if, if it's an extra day, anything they can get for for rest. Clearly, they they need it. So yeah, um, and there's always the one series that like gets put in that's like go 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 right where it's like they're gonna play, take a day, play, take a day. But you know it's also too of all the series in the West. Well, I guess we don't know with Denver yet because they could still be playing New Orleans, but that's actual travel, right? That's the yeah. the absurdity of somehow memphis being a western conference team um but it's yeah i mean clippers yeah i've seen the stuff about how clippers Suns could already be over before memphis uh lakers tips off game three of their series like you know that's if there was a sweep and we'll obviously get into all our thoughts on those but yeah i mean i look at you know i was i, I was just plugging all the now that the full schedules are out i mean boston has two days off between games one and two and then two more days between games two and three uh the Bucks have the same kind of setup so it's just how the playoffs go people just yeah. like to complain yeah people are just looking for stuff and anytime there's anything that has to do with lakers there's going to be controversy and you know sure. because they're just very polarizing as a team it's the way it goes um before we get into the actual matchups uh, real quick were you surprised that the both of us picked the heat and yeah. the hawks won and i thought one they looked like the better i thought their shot making was fantastic but they looked like the better team i didn't come out of that game going oh atlanta was lucky to win that game they looked like the better squad did did that surprise you um not i I guess a little bit the the way they did it just because i mean they completely overpowered them you know inside like they just dominated but if like if you've watched the Heat all year, you know the Heat just they, – they play Bam Adebayo. He's the only big that they really have that's a viable big man um, there because Caleb Martin's not really a four. Jimmy Butler's not really a four. Kevin Love wasn't giving him enough to, you know, put – worth having him on the floor. So, yeah, that part, I guess just, you know, the Hawks just, you know, I, I want to say it was 22-6 to six on the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. That they they beat them up by, and they they Insane. it was like same in uh, I think second chance points too were also something like twenty two to six. I mean, and in a game that was ultimately a pretty close game, that was that was it. So yeah, it was uh it was it was it was definitely a, a surprise. You know, we like you said, we both picked the Heat, but you know, it was one of those ones where I thought 
yeah, there's a path for the Hawks to win this. I didn't think they would, but you know, hey, good good for them. I'm not nothing I saw out of them exactly. You know, worries me for the Celtics' chances against them, but you know, it's you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. Now, last thing here before we actually get into to the matchups, I've seen a lot of people saying that they don't like that the way the plan is situated. You now have the two seed who is the Grizzlies and the Celtics in each conference respectively, know who their opponent is, whereas yep. the one seed has to wait all the way until Friday to know who it is that they're playing and that they don't like that. They feel like that is unfair. I look at, I go the other way. I go, well, the one seed gets to play a team that only has one day of rest mm-hmm. uh, because they have to play on Friday. So I think it's actually a bigger advantage to the one seed. Like if I got to pick between knowing my opponent a few days in advance or my opponent having played just two days prior, particularly when there's probably going to be a big talent gap between the one and the eight, I would rather go with the opponent that doesn't have the rest. But give me your thoughts, because I have seen a lot of people making the argument that they don't like that the one seed has to wait to find out who they're playing. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a a weird quirk of the way this thing is established. I'm with you. I think not only does the one seed get a team that had literally one day of rest and one day to prepare, but also – they are getting, in theory, the worst team in the field, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it should be the worst team that makes it through. So, so I, I think that's where you know they they kind of should be. So I think we're we're in a spot with with that part of it. How you solve this, in my opinion, is let the let the one seed declare before the playing tournament who they want. We want the winner of seven eight because we want to know who it is, or we'll take. You know, whoever the, the you know, ultimate team that gets in as the eight seed is, you know, that let, let them pick, give them that little extra, you know, kind of bonus and carrot as the top seed in the conference. I have no problem with that at, at all. I don't think that's going to be how it goes or ever goes because I think the NBA kind of likes it this way. And then you do run into if, you know, if a team was like, man, I want that. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it, there, there's no truly perfect system. But this is pretty close because those games, even though Lakers Wolves wasn't very good and Hawks he was kind of messy, they were still exciting. I expect tonight's are going to be exciting um, with, with that too. So I, you know, I'm I'm all in on the playing tournament. Whereas yeah. I'm trying to rebrand it the pit. Like let's just call it the pit. So then it's like you know when the teams get out of it, like they climbed out of the pit and into the playoffs. Or you know if they had an unexpectedly bad season, man, they fell into the pit. You know, and then you can riff like uh, the, the great, wonderful TV show Parks and Rec of, you know, I fell oh, into the pit. The pit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? And See, I got some singing in. That's on the funny. You, you said that. I went Mortal Kombat. Uh, and I, yeah. I was thinking about how you could knock the guy into the pit and, and yeah. all that stuff. But, but Parks yeah. and Rec is certainly a more family-friendly <laughs> reference there, <so>. uh, Maybe. <laughs> well, for most, most, most yeah. of the time. But in any event. Um, all right. Let's get into some of these. these yeah, let's do here. it. Let's and let's we'll start in the east. Let's start with your team. Let's go Celtics against now. They know they're taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Hawks, obviously, new coach in installed with Quinn Snyder. They look good on the offensive glass. Uh, that's uh, not going to be easy doing that against against Boston with their front line. What's I, I, I know the Celtics were resting some guys down the stretch and everything. Jalen Brown dealing with uh, with uh, stitches, I believe it was in his hand. What's yeah. what's going on there? Yeah, it sounds like he's going to be okay and ready to go. They, they, they haven't said anything to the contrary with that. Uh, Mar- Marcus Smart missed the last few games. He had like a net neck muscle sprain thing going on. But it sounds like he'll also be back. Rob Williams is 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 
you know, full go as he has been, um, you know, in several, uh, you know, weeks here. So, so they're, they're coming in as healthy as they've been. Uh, Atlanta's coming in fully healthy too. So, so at least on that front, we've got two teams coming in, you know, ready to go. I mean, I think this is, this is quite a mismatch here in, in this series. I think that the Celtics defense has got what it takes in order to not totally shut down Trey Young, but at least stifle him enough to make life life tough on him. DeJounte Murray can do some things for them, but a lot of the stuff that he's going to do is more getting into the paint. And then are you able to make him shoot over, say, Robert Williams or, or even help side defenders coming in? Um, John Collins maybe can do a little bit of damage just with his ability to, to space the floor if they do wind up going small for certain stretches. But I look at this and see a lot of ways that the Celtics can win this series and not a lot of ways that the Hawks can. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. I think, you know, the Hawks need Trey Young to be incredible mm-hmm. to be, be into this. They need the they need to dominate the glass. Uh, they, I don't know how many people know this. Boston was the number one defensive rebounding team in the league uh, this season. So, you know, and that probably seems a little kind of contrary to what I think most folks would think because they – Primarily, most of the year started Al Horford, who for all the things he's great at, he's not a great uh, rebounder necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but Tatum's pretty good. Brown's pretty good. These guys are all, you know, really, really good. So I, th- I think we're in a, uh, um, you know, spot where it is, you know, with these guys, it is, um, you know, it's just going to be really hard on the Hawks. They don't play enough defense. That's the single biggest yes. thing. I went back. I rewatched the two meaningful games because they played on Sunday, but it was all backups for the most part. So I watched their two games where they played earlier in the year, and Boston had no problem getting scores against them, getting really whatever they wanted uh, shot-wise. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Celtics, and I'm with the Celtics – fairly easily in this one and that's not me being the celtics guy here i just think no that's know, they're just that much better of a team no yeah it's not like the celtics are the seven seed and the hawks are the two and you're yeah this, you know that's not the scenario we're in here um no. what what are you saying celtics in what's your prediction so i know hey, this is extremely extremely rare for me going celtics in four I almost never pick a sweep. I usually give a team yeah. a chance to win at home. I just don't see how the Hawks play enough defense to 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 win a game. They're they're going to have to have a shootout game where they beat Boston and Boston is sloppy and can't make some shots. So I'm I'm, go, I'm going Celtics in four. I'm going to go gentleman sweep and I'll say that it's it's Celtics in five. Uh, I'll say that the Hawks take game three. That's usually the game that you know yeah. the the team that's down picks up that game that tends to be the one when they first get back in front of their home crowd so uh, i'll say it's uh celtics and five uh let's jump over to 76ers against the nets again quite a mismatch you know the nets for a team that looked like they were just calling it quits on the season essentially you know <laughs> hey we're we're gonna restructure everything and kevin durant see you later and Kyrie see you later they actually held in there pretty well mikhail bridges has, has been very very good and they've actually proven themselves to be uh, not a difficult team to deal with. That said, I'm expecting the 76ers to get through this one with a pretty good amount of, of confidence. I think they are simply the more talented team, as scrappy as the Nets can be. I don't think they've got a shot here to take down the 76ers. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I think I know we, and I'm in agreement with you. Generally, the lower seeded team, game three at home, they get that bump, that home crowd lift gets them going. I think the Nets' best chance is maybe to win game one just if they catch the Sixers off guard, 
right? And they, they're going to have to speed the game up. You, you have to make them play fast. If you're going to have any chance with, with this, you're going to have to, you're just, I mean, I hate to make it all about this, but you're going to have to make your shots. If you're, if you're Brooklyn, you know, you're going to have yeah. to you know, turn this into a little bit of a high scoring game. And I just don't think Philly's going to get baited into it. They Harden and be the rest of their guys. They're just, they're going to play at the pace they want. They don't have a prayer of guarding Embiid. I no. love Nick Claxton, and I think he's really become a pretty good team defender. But one on one, he just uh, you know Embiid's just going to mash him into the goal when he wants to, and then the rest of the time he's just going to turn and face from the nail and do whatever he wants to do there. They're just going to really struggle to 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 defend. I think the Nets will get a game uh, off the, the the Sixers because I think the Sixers will be they're up two zero and had a pretty easy time of it. I think they'll kind of coast in and then they'll be like, all right, let's get serious and get rid of these guys, especially if it starts looking like Boston is going to roll through. They're not going to want to still be playing while the Celtics are already you know, resting yeah. up for their second round matchup. So I'm picking in that one. I'm picking Sixers and five. Um, I could maybe see Nets get, getting one, but get, getting two maybe at, at best. But they, if they're going to do that, they almost have to get game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I'm going to also say Sixers in, in five in that one. I, I think that's I, – I, I would like to say we're going to get this close, crazy series. I just don't think it's it's going to happen there. Yeah, um, so. Thank you, Jorge, for the super chat. Favorite YouTube duo. I've been following Trevor a couple of years now. Started following Keith. That's our first appearance on Locked On oh, Lakers. we hosted by Anthony. Uh, Keith, Hawks in six. LOL, Trevor, go Lakers. <laughs> There's maybe some bias coming in there, but we certainly appreciate the super chat. I can't pick. Or hey, if it's Hawks and six, I will match your $20 super chat and donate to the charity of your choice. So you, you let me know what that is, and I, I will absolutely match your super chat. I, I'm pretty uh, sure that's going to be the uh, Keep Austin Reeves Fund right there. That's that's going to be that's going to be the way that's, that's – I will not match that charity. <laughs> as much as they would like you to believe it, the Lakers are not a nonprofit organization. No, they are not. They are not. All right. All right. Uh, Want to do the other East one? We'll yeah, let me get to that. Oh, you know what, though? I forgot to mention, Keith, I, with the, the 76ers and Nets series – What's Spencer Dinwiddie's status? Is he going to be recovered from what Kyle Kuzma did to him oh today? Or, yeah, we keep it family for fan, <laughs> fan, or fan and family friendly here on the show. But yeah, man, that was a you know, <laughs> those were some comments. That what was, a stupid feud, right? <laughs> like it's, you know, it, it's it's amusing because it's like, all right, well, this filled an afternoon of fun, but it really is like 
no, no one cares about either one of you all that much. You know, like what, just yeah. I I think though some of it gets into, it's all it's almost gotten to the point of like WWE wrestlers like cutting promos on each other. Yeah. Like they, they know if you say yep. something, that's gonna get a it's gonna get retweeted. It's gonna get put yep. out there on social media. Like that's kind of how you prepare for your post playing days career. Is yeah, make enough noise point. that you're going to be going on shows and you're going to and all that kind of stuff. To, um, which is smart. To that point, Paul Pierce and Richard Jefferson are arguing about like the 2002 playoffs. Yeah, back and forth, and it's like, please, Grandpa, tell me about that time <laughs> in 2002 when you guys met each other. Like, and I love Paul Pierce, but it's like, all right, what are you doing? Like, why are we just going back and forth about this nonsense? So, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. It, it was fun. It, it was it was a fun way to spend an you know, afternoon with, with those two guys going at each other. Somebody said, is that gray hair growing on Trevor's head from the game last night? <laughs> yes, I had to go get a haircut today simply to shed some of the gray that just appeared after that game. Because my goodness. I'm starting to look. Look at the sides. I'm starting to look like Doctor Strange. Oh, get, look at that. Marvel minute. Yeah, yeah it's good. Girl, it's the, girl up to go tea yeah. and. Yeah, you start wearing a cape around and all that. <laughs> I'm roughly three weeks from having a 13 year old in the house, so that's, oh that's who's putting them there. So that's <laughs> for sure. Uh, the Cavs and the Knicks. This could actually be a decently close series. Now, Julius Randle reports from practice today is that he's still not taking contact or anything like that. Obviously, dealing with the ankle issue. Hopefully, he's good to go and can at least be 85, 90 percent by by game. Yeah. We'll see. That's going to be something to monitor. I've got I've got the Cavs winning this, but the Knicks, if they revert to that form they were in, uh, what was that about a month ago when they went on like an eight or nine game winning yeah. streak? They were really, really good during that stretch. If they can somehow channel that version of their team, they could create some problems for for the Knicks for sure. I'm sorry, the Knicks could create some problems for the Cavs. Yeah, it's I, I think you touched on it right off the jump, though. They gotta have Julius Randle, yes. right? Because if Julius Randle is not able to play and be Julius Randle. I just, I don't know how they're going to score enough. I think that's going to be their problem. It's because then it really becomes Jalen Brunson has to, he's going to have to average like 35 a game, just to keep them in games. And that's, I, I just don't know. Right. The, the, the Cavs are, they were the number one defense in the league in the regular season. And it was very well earned. It was, it was funny to see, you know, after all those kind of years of, Utah being a pretty good defense on the, you know, with Rudy Gobert standing back there and Donovan Mitchell kind of looking like a traffic cone at times. He's fully bought in with this team, and now all of a sudden they're great. On the flip side, the Cavs don't always score at the greatest clip in the no. world either. Now, they're they're a pretty good offensive team. They were one of only three teams to finish in the top 10 in both offensive and defensive rating, along with the Celtics and the 76ers. So it's there's these moments when the Cavs can go through it. I just think the Cavs have more ways they can get points where I think the Knicks without Randall, it just becomes a slog, but they're going to be tight. They're not going to go down without a fight. They, they, yeah. Tibbs is going to have them ready to go there. I, I think this has the potential to be not the potential. This will be the best series in the East because I think this is the only one that's going to be competitive, you know, all the way through. I think the other three are probably going to be mostly walkovers, um, but I, I think that th this one should be pretty good. Yeah, indeed it should. And I'll tell you one of the, I think this is ultimately a problem for the Knicks, even if you get Julius Randle. Um, one of the challenges that he's had over the course of his career has been scoring over guys who have really long arms, yeah. right? Because Randall doesn't. He's kind of, everybody made fun of him in the draft. I remember way mm -hmm. back when for having T-Rex arms, right? Um, yeah. 
that makes it that much more challenging for him to score over a guy that's kind of like Evan Mobley and kind of like Jared Allen. Like <laughs> that's going to be very difficult for Randall to be at his very best in this series. And so I think ultimately I've got this going six and the Cavs taking it, but I do agree. This is going to be probably the most entertaining series in the East in the first round. For everybody watching now live and anybody listening later, we did not share picks ahead of time uh, with each other, but I'm in the same boat. I picked Cavs in six. I generally don't like a team to close out a series on a, on the road mm-hmm. unless it's like an overwhelming favorite in four. Um, but it's, I, I just think, you know, the, the Cavs are going to be going to be tough. And I, I think what I don't want this to turn into is a referendum on the Knicks were stupid for not giving up everything for Donovan Mitchell. Right. That's because the Knicks have they're building something. Right. And they're starting to keep things moving into a pretty good place. So I think we're in a good spot with the Knicks. I just don't want to get into a spot where that that's becomes the overwhelming storyline of like they should have traded everything for Mitchell. And then they could add Mitchell and Brunson. But they would have Mitchell Brunson and not a whole heck of a lot else. And that's that's where it would have been a little bit of a challenge with with that if had they gone that direction. But hey, this is going to be this is going to be, you know, a fun series, I think, super competitive. Where I think, you know, where we're going to see a bunch of really good games. Probably a little lower scoring than 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 what, yeah. what we've been seeing around the league this year. Um, but that's fine. That, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Butt Kicker Nine Hundred. I kind of like that name. Uh, says R.J. Barrett, the key to the series. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways he is. R.J. Barrett plays really well. The Knicks' chances of pulling off the upset here go way way up. And yeah. four or five is not a huge upset, but I think there, there's a pretty decent gap there yes. um between these two teams but yeah if rj barrett plays great you know yeah then then they're they're definitely right in the mix for sure all right let's jump over to the west and we'll start with the the two seven there grizzlies and the lakers I, i've already spent a lot of time thinking about this matchup this is this is a difficult one with luke Kennard in the starting lineup stephen adams out for we believe the season here um the Grizzlies have a lot of different ways that they can beat you. Even if you try to slow down jaw, they've got plenty of shooters to kick out to. Uh, conversely, the Lakers have a lot of ways to score on, on the Grizzlies as well. I don't know, man. This is this is going to be – I think this is going to be a very difficult series. The Grizzlies are the slight favorite in this one. And, man, like the adjustments that each team makes and the adjustments to the adjustments – are ultimately going to going to determine I think who wins this one. I don't think you can look at this and just say, "Oh, this team's clearly more talented than the other team." It is very very close. Yeah, it is. I, I think the key for the Lakers is going to be who who can they put on John Morant to just yes. slow him down? Because I feel pretty confident, especially after last year's playoffs, it's not D'Angelo Russell. I don't know that it's Dennis Schroeder, and I don't know where you're going next, right? It's, it's you know, you, you may have to use Austin Reeves. It may be back to the old school of, hey, we're just going to build a wall, and, you know, we, we, we may see some guys get in there where it's, hey, your job now, Mo Bamba, is drop him a couple times, right? No, nothing dirty, but just, you know, hit him and put, put him, put him the, on the ground a couple times. Make the, him earn the Tony it. Tony Parker we, protocol. Yeah, kind of right because you you almost have to in a way because I just I don't know how they're going to contain him. Yeah, and it's not so much about containing him as a scorer. I'm more worried about he gets into the defense, gets you in rotations, and he's kicking out to Kennard and Bain, and all of a sudden they're raining down threes yeah. from the outside. So I think you know that's the key that way. On the other end of the floor, it becomes can the Lakers 
string baskets together enough to you know really make Memphis have to work defensively because if you allow them to load to the ball with these slow actions where it's it's funny it's you know we we mentioned this thing going into the playing tournament um sorry the pit the pit the pit That's um, right. the the Lakers pace stats are all weird because they played super fast yes. most of the year when they had Russ and they've really kind of almost gone the other way of being like a slowdown team. And that doesn't work great against Memphis because you don't want Jaron Jackson Jr. to be able to kind of load to the ball in a help position. So you're going to need AD to really keep him honest the whole way. I think what you're going to see is they're probably going to put Tillman on AD, at least the open games. Not that that's a great matchup by any means for Memphis, but that allows Jackson to stay in that roaming, helping role um, where he'll do that off of Vanderbilt, obviously. And you'll, you'll live with, with the other matchups as best you can. So, yeah, it's just going to be, you know, can they get, you know, can, can they string together points enough uh, to keep this going? I, I think this one might be a little bit more of a grind than mm-hmm. people are thinking it will be. And that kind of tells me that's probably good for the Lakers. I, I think if you, you you're in – these games that are like last night where it's like 195 kind of final type things. I, I think that's better for Los Angeles. Yeah, Lakers, this version, I really look at the Lakers as two different teams. You've got the post-trade deadline team and you've got the pre-trade deadline team. Post-trade deadline, the Lakers are ninth in the NBA in pace. They were floating between first and second in pace prior to that for, for the entire season. So they have definitely slowed things down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of question marks about who defends. A lot of people saying Jared Vanderbilt is going to have to spend some minutes on job, maybe even primarily. And if not, and that's the that's the problem. But who else do you put on him? Yeah, I I just that's, it's not D'Lo. So I mean, you know, I'm a massive Jared Vanderbilt guy. I love him. I just he's not good on quick guards. That's like right. That, you're you're going too far with that. Then like you can put him on quicker forwards because he he could kind of muscle up into them. Like I just, I I think you're going to spread them out. And then, and then it becomes, you know, he's not going to defend John's space. So I think, you know, you're probably going to run with Schroeder some, you probably maybe throw a little bit of size on him and put through, you know, when he's in the game, maybe maybe get Beasley on him just for a different look. Uh, I know he's not a very good defender. I think Reeves might get some minutes on John as well, but I think for the most part, you build the wall there, right. Or, Maybe you go into a different kind of defense, right? Remember where Darvin Ham came from with Milwaukee? Heavy, heavy, heavy drop coverage. Maybe you just kind of play it like that and say, hey, if we go down with Ja hitting a whole bunch of pull-up jump shots, we'll tip our cap and we'll move on to the offseason. But we're not – you just can't let them get into your defense and get you kind of in the blender because then you end up in a really rough spot. Lakers fans have PTSD over drop coverage on Jaw because of what he did last time they they played when he went for like thirty points in the third quarter against drop coverage. Sure, um, just but he just hit everything on those yeah. floaters. Just all, all of them were dropping. Um, so maybe you have to just play the numbers game and hope that those don't. But uh, I I'm gonna put it out there. I've been saying Lakers in six. I'm gonna be optimistic that s- somehow, some way, they find their way through. It's also possible the Lakers are out of gas. These four days off will will help a lot, but they looked exhausted in the last four or five games. So that's something to also keep an eye on. Yeah, obviously LeBron's not right, right? Like you, you can just see it at times. He just doesn't have that explosion um, the way he usually does. It was a lot of – it's weird to watch him play almost kind of groundbound but he's yeah. just so good and so smart that he, he can, and it's not a huge issue. So I here's my one worry with the Lakers. You can't fall in love with just shooting jump shots. Because they take sometimes in these games, they take some of the worst stretches where it's like, it's not even like 
good three-pointers. It's not great three-pointers. It's That's long seven. twos. It's just weird stuff. Um, like Hachimura loves to step in over the line to take a 19-footer instead mm-hmm. of staying behind the line and shoot, shooting a three. And it's like the most maddening thing in the world because then he makes it. It's like you would have made it from a two feet further back. Just stay. Um, so just don't don't settle for that. Get downhill. Attack the rim. You know, make Jackson – work you know get ad into him try to get him in foul trouble get him off the floor because then memphis now now you've got them um the bench matchups are going to be really interesting here i think two Um, two of the better backup point guards i think in the league dennis and uh and tyus jones Jones. yep and watch out for santi aldama is pretty good for Mm -hmm. for memphis there's going to be a game in this series where lakers fans are gonna be like who the hell is this guy yeah because he's gonna have like 10 points in the second quarter and everybody's gonna be like what is going on right now because you know, the Lakers backup bigs are just kind of, yeah, right. They're, they're just not, not great. So I, I think I'm going to go with Lakers in seven. And generally Ooh. I would pick, if I'm going to pick the lower seeded team, I'm going to pick them to win in six. Cause I'll pick them to win at home. Yeah. But I don't think LeBron AD, that veteran crew is going to be at all bothered by going on the road for a game seven. So I'm going to pick Lakers in seven. I just think it's, 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 I, I won't be surprised if it goes the other way. Also, yeah. to your point, I know we're we're picking on everybody saying like, oh, look at the favor the NBA did, you know, with, with the Lakers, you know, schedule here. It does help them that they're not playing, you know, every other day at the beginning. I think this might be one where if you're the Lakers, if you get up like 3-1, you got to end it because you can't. The further this goes, the better it is for Memphis because then you are playing every other day yeah. with travel and the younger roster will benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So the Kings finally back into the playoffs and the reward is the defending champion Golden State Warriors in the first round. Uh, I have not seen the odds on this. Are the Kings the favorite in this? No, I don't I think, think everywhere so. I had seen it was it was the Warriors. I figured that was going to be the case. The six seed Warriors. Um, can Sacramento defend well enough? Because that's been their – they've been great scoring the basketball, and they run some similar stuff to what the Warriors run. They've got mm-hmm. Mike Brown there, so that makes sense. I I think I trust the Warriors' defense to get stops more than the Kings' defense, and I think that's going to matter a lot in this series. Yeah, I'm going to lean towards the history here, right? We just know the Warriors will get it done. I think that game one is going to be an all-time crowd on Saturday yes. night. right? They are going to be – buzzing and ready to go i wouldn't be surprised if it's like holy crap the kings won by 30 or something just because they're going to be so bonkers uh in that arena i just think there's no better guy to silence a crowd than stephen curry right you know you know he is absolutely relishing i'm gonna roll in there i'm gonna drop 40 on these guys and i'm gonna silence them and send them home sad right so it's it's a really um thing where I don't, much like I said, I don't want the whole thing to turn into the Knicks should have got Mitchell. I do not want this to turn into stupid Kings. Like, it's not that everything is gravy, right? Because you don't want to think that way when you're the third seed. Like, you want to keep this moving and keep moving. But in some ways, everything is gravy. Like, you did it. You got back to the playoffs. You're, you're, You're established, I think, now for most is you're a pretty good team. Picking the Warriors, and I'm picking the Warriors in six. Because again, I think you know they'll they'll get it done. They'll get home, and they'll they'll get that win. But I think this is going to be a really really fun series. Because I think I want to say this: the Kings only had something like two or three national TV games this year too, and I think two two of them 
Uh, we're at like 1030 at night on the East yeah. Coast. So I think this is going to be fun for some teams to see uh, these guys and say, wow, you know, all right, th- these guys are a lot of fun. So, you know, I, I you know, fun, fun series, fun game. I just trust the Warriors, you know, more in the end just because of the history. I'm also picking Warriors in six with my only hesitation being that means they have to win on the road. <laughs> I mean, they have to win on the road no matter what. Yeah. Right. In order to, they'll get one. to, to no. take the series. But uh, yeah, I think they'll get one. And uh, and I'm going to pick the Warriors again. And look, the Kings, I, you know, they've had a great season. And this is a little bit of tough luck in terms of who you're matching up with. But a lot of the matchups in the West are very, very, very tough. There's been a ton of parity all season long. So mm-hmm. no matter what, they were going to be in for a, for a tough matchup in the first round. And uh, I, I don't have them as, as the favorite here. And I think the Warriors do ultimately get this done and uh, yeah. and send the Kings home in, in the first round. Um, all right. This may be the most intriguing series, period. Suns versus Clippers. There was some talk about the Clippers maybe trying to avoid the Suns. Didn't happen. They're going to play head-to-head. This is such an interesting matchup, and I know people are saying you don't want the Suns because they've got Kevin Durant now. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people are expecting it to be. A lot of people see this as the Suns are just going to roll past the Clippers. I think this is going to be a grinded-out battle between these mm-hmm. two teams. And this is what, and you can tell me if you think different differently. I look at this as you've got Aiton and Zubats, who look, Aiton is certainly the, the better player, but Zubats can make him work. Kawhi and Durant are, are going to go after each other. You've got Russell Westbrook and, and Chris Paul. I would rather have Chris Paul for, as far as managing a playoff game, but Russ can do some things as well, certainly. And then it comes down to, because I don't think Phoenix has a lot of depth, it's going to come down to Devin Booker. Can he outduel the other guys on the Clippers? All the, you know, you've got your Norman Powell's of the world, and, and you know, can Nicholas Batum come in and knock down some shots here and there? And some of their other guys, uh, man, can do some things. So that's going to be the big question. What version of Devin Booker do you get in this series? And I think that's going to go a long way towards determining the outcome here. Yeah, I think that's pretty spot on. I've been kind of thinking of it as the Suns stars against the Clippers depth, right? The the Clippers have, you know, if you just lined up both rosters, you'd probably pick a bunch of Suns guys, you know, probably Kawhi right in near the top. Then you're probably picking, you know, it's probably KD, then Kawhi. Then you're probably picking Booker, Chris Paul, maybe even Aiden. Then it's probably a whole bunch of Clippers in a row before you pick another Sun. Yeah. So it's just going to be you know, do do the Suns have it? I'm not. I've seen Cyrex's front office Wednesday, front <laughs> office Wednesday today special. We decided uh, to front office Wednesday. Um, it's a lot of people are being like, man, KD's barely played any games with the Suns. I just don't think it matters. I, I think they're fine, right? And they look great, you know, when he has played. So I'm not. I'm really not worried about. Um, him there at all with, with that team. So I think that's fine. If the Clippers had Paul George healthy for this series, I'd really be saying this is a complete toss yes. up. Like, look, I, I, I think the Suns are going to win, but it maybe, maybe I'm just dumb with the Clippers at this point. Cause I picked them to go to the finals in the preseason. I no longer feel that way. I don't think that's going to be how it plays out any longer, but I I just can't quit them, right? I just feel like it's you look at it and it's like there's just so much talent on that roster. But yeah, I, I think it's I'm picking Suns in seven just because I'm an idiot that can't quit the Clippers yet. Like that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I guess what's like 
Paul George, the last we saw him, he was limping towards the arena with a big brace on his knee. Um, yeah, and I think what not, was the update last week? He just started exercising. Yeah. Didn't even put it as like workouts. There's been some buzz that maybe he could return like a week into this series. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I just, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm treating it like he's out. And even that, I still yeah. think it'll probably go seven. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think the Clippers are going to play coy with it and try to, you know, hint that maybe he could come back, even if they know We've that he's not. We've seen that before. <laughs> we, you know, they have done that before. Yeah. But um, yeah, without Paul George, I'm going to also go Suns. I'll say. I'm going to say Suns, well, if they go in seven, then they can exercise the demons of last season, <laughs> their, their infamous game seven. I'm going to say Suns in six, though, and we'll get it done. But, man, I think this is going to be a very close – I think this is going to be much closer game to game. Um, and Kevin Durant's ability to score on just about anybody is going to matter late in games. So that's what I think is, is going to happen here. But, man, this is going to be this is going to be a very close one. I think this is going to be a battle all the way through. And to me, this is the most uh, – going to be, I think, the – probably the closest series of the first round. Uh, Christopher says, if the Clippers weren't full strength, would that be a more interesting series than Cavs-Knicks? Uh, good job with the front office show. I, I think I might have this as a more interesting series anyway. Yeah, I, it, it's right there. Those those are the two 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 best. <laughs> like somebody said, you shall not sleep on Jock Landell. Yeah, Jock Landell's not, you know, He's he's good, but sure. he's been replaced in the rotation by Bismack Biombo again. Yep. So I'm not I'm not even sure. So I saw a bunch of stuff saying like you really think KD's gonna you know let this go seven, you know, KD's there, he doesn't lose it like that. Well, KD got swept last year, so you know it's let's be you know fair to this. And this Suns team is far better than uh you know that Nets team was. The Clippers team's not as good as that Celtics team was. But I mean, if if I had anybody that I would get to say, hey, go guard Kevin. Durant for you know the next you know 40 minutes it's Kawhi right yep. and you know, back to backs plenty it, this one's a little weird they are playing basically every other day to start off this series so I I think we're, we're in a spot where you know it'll probably be you know Kawhi kind of did doing his thing and and he'll, he'll be you know out there you know just making life tough on KD he's not gonna stop him by any means but yeah I mean that's a great question I think I think that one is, you know, it's definitely right up there with most yep. interesting. Just to refresh everybody in case you didn't uh, catch yesterday's show, um, in tonight's playing games, um, we both picked the Pelicans to beat the yep. Thunder. Uh, we differed in the East, and I think that was mostly just to be different. Just to be different. Um, I picked the Raptors, you picked the Bulls. I'm going to say this about the East because I don't we'll, – we'll see if we get to, to, to it on Friday or not or you know Saturday or whatever we do to preview Bucks versus whoever. If it's Bucks versus Heat, I'm picking Bucks in five. If it's Bucks versus Raptors or Bulls, I'm picking Bucks in four. Yeah, like, I'll it, give the Heat the Bucks. respect of winning one, but they, the Bucks are they're, – they're just going to destroy uh, the, those guys. I, Absolutely. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be close. And then Nuggets over Wolves, Pelicans, or – uh, Thunder, probably Nuggets in five is how I'm feeling about that. I think mm -hmm. I, I think we're going to start to see Denver kind of roll a little bit here go, going into this first round, and then it'll pick up for real for them against either the Suns or the Clippers in the second round. Yep, I, I agree. I think that the 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 one eight matchups not a surprise. This is nothing out of the ordinary. I don't think they're going to be all that compelling. I think the one seed is going to roll in, in both of them, Denver and and Milwaukee. So, yeah. Yep. That, that's yep. What I'm so, 
Fun games tonight, though. Well, Raptors Bulls. I'll be honest, I'm not super duper interested in. Um, you know, it's just kind of. Eh. But the Pelican Thunder, I'm very interested in that game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, just shout out to your former Lakers guy. Did you see some of the clutch stats on Brandon Ingram? That, that he, he's been incredible. He had 42 yeah. points last game. Like he's been fantastic. Yeah, and he's coming up huge, huge in the clutch. So that's gonna be gonna be a fun, fun game tonight. I, yeah. I, I think. I, I think we're we're gonna have a lot of fun uh, with that one. And then whoever wins, I mean, they've got a chance to beat beat the Wolves. I don't, you know, I don't think the Wolves are are you know unbeatable. But Anthony Edwards probably that's probably the worst game he's gonna play in the yeah. next month. So I don't, I, I don't know that you know. I, I like anybody going against against him in the next one now. But yeah, there it is, man. We did it. We got through all we the playoff through. series. We did indeed. We did indeed. I want to thank everybody who joined us live. If you are, yeah. if you haven't done so yet, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on the NBA Front Office Show here on the YouTube channel. And then uh, podcast listeners, make sure you're following us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. In fact, do both things. Follow yeah. the podcast feed and then subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We certainly would appreciate it. And leave some it. ratings and reviews yep. over on uh, over on the podcast feeds. We've been getting more of them, but we'd love to get, get even more. Those really do help because it helps people find the show. And as we say, don't keep it the secret, right? Tell people, let people yep. know. Screw them from, from, the, uh, from, from the rooftops. Cyrax chiming in, Front Office Wednesday, best kept secret. No, Let's go. no, no more secret. Let's go. But Let's yeah, go. Front Office Wednesday, this was fun. <laughs> don't end, just keep talking. Unfortunately, we both have dad duties to take yes, care we do. of here. Yo, do 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 things on that side of the world. So, but we appreciate you all so much. Thank you guys. And we will be live on Friday for, yep. for Front Office Friday. Yep. Let's go. Till then, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.